The Champions League show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better NBA, college basketball, and the NHL. They've got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com and use our promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com and the promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is like a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VRG. That's right, no VRG betting. That's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use a promo code SGP for a $10 free bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com and a promo code SGP. You are listening to your Champions League show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can catch all of my content over on my website, lockbetting.com, where members are cruising to their 93rd month of consecutive track profit, largely in part due to what we've done with the tennis in the Australian Open with only two losing days out of nine so far in the tournament and winning nearly every single night in the NBA with our picks and props. But you still have time to sign up and make money this month. Get involved with our NBA, get involved with the end of the Australian Open and get involved with the Champions League because in the Champions League, our locks were 19-3 in as we absolutely steamrolled through the opening stages and now we begin the knockout stages. The last 16 starts tomorrow. And what we're going to do on this show is we're going to look at the futures, we're going to look at the outright winner's market, and we're going to look at all of these last 16 ties and try and determine who qualifies. Tomorrow, we'll be looking at the 90-minute prices for the four games that are happening in midweek. We'll also pick out a couple of Europa League games for you that I want to cover here on the show. And then we'll do the same next week where we'll look at the other four first leg games and we'll pick out another couple of Europa League games for you. So that's going to be the format for how we cover the individual games, the 90-minute matches. But here on this future show, we are going to look at the last 16 overall and we will be looking at the outright winner. And we're going to start with the outright winner here where last season's winners, Bayern Munich, are still the favourites to win the Champions League. I very, very much disagree with this. Yes, they're going to win the Bundesliga again. Yes, they they became the world champions last week, winning the Club World Cup. But 
They are not going to win the Champions League this season with their defence. They are the 3-1 to favourites to win it. Manchester City are the second favourites here at 7-2. to Liverpool, who certainly don't belong as the third favourites, are available at 7-1. to Paris Saint-Germain at 11 to 1, 12 to 1 on Juve, 14 to 1 on Chelsea, 14 to 1 on Real Madrid, 16 to 1 on Atletico Madrid who are storming to the La Liga title, 16 to 1 on Barca, 22 to 1 on Dortmund, 33 to 1 on Atalanta who could beat any team in this competition on their day. Um, they're a good dark horse. 40 to 1 on Leipzig, 40 to 1 on Sevilla. Again, they have Europa League pedigree on their day. They could beat anybody over two legs. Borussia Mönchengladbach 150 to 1, Lazio 150 to 1 and Porto 150 to 1. All those 150 to 1 as I agree with, they are not going to win the Champions League this season. So let's run through these teams more extensively. I gave a couple of um, comments there about the teams as I was running down um, Bayern Munich we talked about at some length they're not going to win the competition this year they do not defend well enough they are very very complacent they, they, it's too easy to score against them they're too reliant on Lewandowski they're not getting enough output from the likes of Kingsley Coman and Leroy Sane who's been a complete flop signing and um, and Joshua Kimmich hasn't looked the same since he got injured earlier on in the season so lots of reasons to fade this team I also think they're suffering from tiredness yeah they had a couple of weeks off during the winter but they came back and looked very very lacklustre after the winter break they won the Quel- Club World Cup unconvincingly they didn't concede a goal there but only scored three goals of Across two games against much inferior opposition and tonight they were held to a 3-0 draw at home to Armenia Billefield where at one stage they were 2-0 down at another stage they were 3-1 down. Do they deserve credit for pulling it back? Not really because they should never have been in that position and every team in this competition is far better than Armenia Billefield. The second favourites here are City and unbelievably they will be my pick to, to win this tournament this year. I have criticised City for years. I've criticised when they've been installed as favourites and this is a season where they should be installed as favourites and they're still sitting at second favourites. This is a team who are on an incredible run. This is a team who've been criticised for years for their defensive problems and the amount of money that Pep Guardiola ploughed into defender after defender after defender. Well, suddenly they have it right and for a while it was their attackers that were letting them down but they've managed to gel even though Kevin De Bruyne has not been there they haven't missed him at all yes some of the schedule has been easy but you cannot discredit what this team have done they've blown away the competition others around have continued to drop points nobody now is in the title race a few weeks ago I said that 1-3 to three is too short well now 1-33 to 33 isn't too short because they will be the Premier League champions and the fact that they will win the Premier League early or at least look like they're going to be in a very very commanding position where it's not going to be losable for them they're going to be able to relax and they're going to be able to rest players and they're going to be able to solely focus here on the Champions League I don't think they've really even made a real effort to try and qualify in the FA Cup yet they're sitting in a FA Cup quarterfinal at the moment they also have a League Cup final to come this team could very very easily achieve a quadruple and I'm just hoping as a as a Manchester United supporter that somebody stops them in the FA Cup at least us and maybe even here in the Champions League I don't particularly want City to win the Champions League the only reason that I would be you know rooting for them it's because I'm backing them here I'm telling you guys they should be the favourites and if I'm telling you guys they should be the favourites it's probably likely that I'm going to have a little bit of money on them to win the competition because they are the most balanced team they haven't got the problems that uh, Bayern Munich have got at the back and their attack is starting to gel and they've got De Bruyne to come back at the key for the key stages of the Champions League Sergio Aguero will be back as well he'll be fully recovered from Covid 
Um, he'll be a different player come April. So will Kevin De Bruyne when this Champions League really, really hots up a stage where City have been eliminated in the past. The only problem they have is their manager because Pep Guardiola seems to overthink things too much. Last year, they went out against Lyon. Well, they shouldn't have done. They, they cruised past Real Madrid, who are a much tougher proposition than Leon, and then managed to outthink themselves by playing too many holding midfielders and paying too much respect to a Leon team who um, who hit them on the break continuously to knock them out. It was the wrong tactics. They should have pressed the ball high at the pitch. They should have dominated ball possession. They should have put more creative players on the pitch. And they should have tried to grab this game by the throat and destroy an inferior Leon team who at the time was sitting around about seventh in the French league. Whereas Manchester City were, were second place in the Premier League. Yes, they didn't win it because Liverpool had such a ridiculous points total. But they were the, the strongest team other than Bayern in last year's Champions League. Bayern Munich versus Manchester City should have been a game that took place. It should have taken place in the semi-finals, but it didn't because Manchester City outthunk themselves and did what they didn't do throughout the whole tournament, which is play with the handbrake on against the Leon team. Now, that can't happen here. Manchester City need to use their superiority to blast through everybody en route to a Champions League final. They have nobody to fear here. They are the most defensively solid in, solid team in the tournament other than Atletico Madrid. And in attack, there are teams that are better than them. I would give the edge to PSG. I would give the edge to Bayern Munich. But overall, when you look at the combination of defence, midfield and attack, they are the most balanced team. They are worthy favourites if they were the favourites. And this season, they're not the favourites. Is the season that I'm picking them. It's now or never for Manchester City. Pep Guardiola was, he's been, has gone there to win the Champions League. He went to Bayern Munich to win the Champions League. He failed at Bayern Munich. He's been failing to, to win it at Manchester City. Yes, it's great to win the Premier League. And I think for Manchester City supporters, that will mean more to them. To finish above the likes of Manchester United and Liverpool, they'll be happy with that. They'll be happy to win the two trophies this season, the League Cup and the Premier League. Of course, they'll want to win the Champions League. But it's never been a major priority to the supporters. The Champions League attendances at Manchester City have always dwindled. But it's the owners. The owners are the ones that are putting up the money for all these players. The owners are the ones that bought Pep Guardiola in with this mission to put Manchester City on the worldwide map. Not to make him just a, a club that bought themselves a few Premier League titles and don't have any kind of major history. This will make a worldwide statement. This will make Manchester City one of the most supported clubs in the world. Kids growing up will, will start wanting to buy Manchester City shirts when they see that they are the Champions League winners. And not only if they do it once, they'll need to win two or three Champions League to really put themselves in the same conversation as one of the biggest clubs in the world alongside the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United and your Bayern Munich. Because Manchester City at the moment, they are not in that conversation no matter how many Premier League titles they win, no matter how often they qualify for the Champions League. So I think... This is the season for, for City to get it done. And I do think that they, they will get it done, providing that Pep Guardiola isn't the Achilles heel of this team and he doesn't put out some really random hokey tactics en route to this Champions League final because I think it's all there for them. And not really because... I think that Manchester City are anything special. I don't think that they are head and shoulders above. I think it's good timing because everybody else in this Champions League this year is absolute trash. If you move down the list, Liverpool are third favourites. Do I even need to talk about Liverpool? Do I even need to talk about the state of Liverpool Football Club? Paris Saint-Germain, they are, they are destroyed.
struggling to win their league, a league that is an automatic at the start of the season. Yes, they've ended up getting Pochettino, but Pochettino hasn't really been a quick fix. And at the moment, they are not top of the French league. In addition to that, they are going to struggle to get past a Barcelona team who have struggled for most of the season, let's be honest. And um, that's because they don't have Neymar. And Neymar is a key player in this PSG team. And they have a tough tie against Barcelona. And they'll have a tough time getting through without him. So Pochettino could have a disastrous start here if PSG exit in the last 16 to Barcelona. Juve. Look at Juve. It's it's kind of a transitional season for Pirlo. But if Pirlo doesn't get this team challenging for the league soon, and at the moment they aren't, it's really a two-horse race between the two Milan teams, then Pirlo might not get a second season in charge. And if you're not winning Serie A, how can you expect to challenge for the Champions League? We get down to Chelsea. Chelsea are in a good moment at the moment with, uh, with Tuchel. Defensively, they look very, very solid. Five clean sheets in the last six, but they're not scoring goals. And if you're not scoring goals, when you've got the likes of Werner, Abraham, Giroud, Pulisic, Zayac, Hudson-Odoi, Kai Havertz. If you're not scoring goals with all these players, then you're not going to win the Champions League. Plus, keeping clean sheets against lower half teams in the Premier League is a lot easier than keeping clean sheets against the teams here in the Champions League. Although I do think Chelsea, with their improvement, are a valuable dark horse here. Real Madrid, they're at 14 to 1. I don't think they have much of a chance, but then they're a different team when Sergio Ramos arrives. Zidane has also found a way to win this tournament over the years, so perhaps they could be a dark horse. Atletico Madrid, I'm surprised it's so low down because they look like they've already wrapped up the La Liga title. They are clear of Barcelona and Real Madrid with games in hand. So to have them here at 16-1 to is surprising to me. Barcelona as well, they're at 16-1. to They're a very, very good team in Europe in the Champions League, but they're playing Paris Saint-Germain. And the reason they're playing Paris Saint-Germain is because they had an embarrassing home defeat against Juventus in a game where all they had to do was not lose by three goals. And they managed to lose by three goals. So they've put themselves in this difficult position against PSG. But given that Neymar's absence, I do think they have a chance. Borussia Dortmund, 22-1. They are playing absolutely awful this season. I spoke earlier on about Atalanta. Atalanta, they may be struggling to get into the top four in Serie A because of their inconsistency. But on their day, you can see them ripping apart any team in the Champions League, particularly this season with so many teams being so inconsistent. RB Leipzig, they're a different team without Werner. They're not challenging for the German league. And that's surprising to me that nobody, be it Dortmund or Leipzig or Leverkusen, are challenging for the German league because Bayern Munich are not playing well. And Bayern Munich are not coasting to that league and they're not coasting to wins every single week. But those in and around them have been very, very poor. It's been a poor season for the Bundesliga. I already read off the bottom three, but just before we get to the bottom three, we have a team here in Sevilla. Sevilla's form at the moment is incredible. Just go and have a look at Sevilla's form over the last three, four months. They're also a team that have shown they can win the Europa League and they are here in the last 16. This team at 40 to 1, that's a big price. This is They're going to be dangerous here. They're a different team to the team that got absolutely spanked at home by Chelsea. They're much, much improved. They had somewhat of a Europa League hangover. I have no doubt about that because they had a good run at the end of last season to even qualify for this Champions League. And, of course, to um, to then double down on that by winning the Europa League as well, beating Inter Milan and Manchester United en route to that, so they didn't have it easy. So they'll be a dangerous team here. I think they're a very good dark horse. They're worth a little bit of money here at 40-1. to 1. So 
Let's break down the individual ties here. And we start with that big one between Barcelona and Paris Saint-Germain starting tomorrow at the Nou Camp. The books can't actually split these two teams. A few books have PSG as a narrow favourite, but more commonly I'm seeing it at 10 to 11 and 10 to 11. And given the absence of Neymar, I am leaning towards Barcelona getting through here. But in order to Barcelona to get through, I think it's key that they establish a dominance at the new camp. I think any kind of win will give them a huge edge going into the second leg. If they can win by more than one goal tomorrow, then I think this tie is absolutely done. Obviously, they have no key players out. Ansu Fati's out, but he's been out for a while. And Neymar is a big influential player for Paris Saint-Germain. I think it's going to be difficult to see PSG getting through. Look, PSG just about won a group with uh, Leipzig and Manchester United. And en route to that, they lost to both Leipzig and Manchester United. They lost at home to Man United. They lost away to Leipzig. And they were lucky to win at Old Trafford. They were very much dominated in that game by Manchester United until they scored a lucky goal and Man United were reduced down to 10 men and PSG were able to were able to kill it off. But um, they didn't look good qualifying for the Champions League. They haven't looked good throughout the season and I just don't know why they will suddenly look good against Barca. So despite the fact that Barca haven't had a great season, they have had a very good couple of months where they've massively improved. They've managed to give themselves an outside chance of um, of winning the title and they have almost all but guaranteed themselves a return to the Champions League, which sounds ridiculous when you're talking about Barcelona. But at one point, they were doing so badly and were teetering on the teetering in between the top and bottom half. It didn't look like they were going to make it through, but they've gone on a really good run. They've certainly improved their away form as well under Koeman. And uh, I do think they'll be able to get through in this tie. And I think there's value here on Barca to win this um, one of the ties of the round. I won't categorically call it the tie of the round, but I think they have a good chance here of getting it done against PSG here in this one. Up next, we've got Leipzig versus Liverpool, where Leipzig are 2-1 to one underdogs to get through in this tie and Liverpool 4-11 to favourites. I'm not saying Liverpool won't get through, but how can you back Liverpool in this tie at the moment, the way that they've played? Um, the big advantage for Liverpool is that the away game tomorrow will take place on at a neutral venue. We're going to talk about that over at Locker Room tomorrow. So I want you guys to make sure you listen to that show. It's uh, at Locker Room app on Twitter. My Locker Room account is at Billy SGP. That's at Billy SGP. So add me and you'll get a notification when I go live. But I'm going to go live every Tuesday in the month of February at 5 p.m. UK time, 12 p.m. East and 9 a.m. in the West Coast. That's going to be the time I go live. I'll be talking about whatever soccer is going on in the midweek, be it the EPL, be it the Champions League, be it the FA Cup. This week, we're going to talk about the Champions League and the few EPL games. And I want you guys to call in and talk to me tomorrow on Locker Room. So make sure you get yourself the Locker Room app. Make sure you're there at 5 p.m. UK time, 12 p.m. East. And you give me a call to talk about the Champions League. And one of the things I want to talk about is these teams that are being made being made to play their home games at a neutral venue. And RB Leipzig will be one of those teams. And that does give Liverpool the edge. But the way Liverpool are playing at the moment, it's difficult to give them an edge against anybody. I honestly think that if Liverpool do exit the Champions League to, to Leipzig, it's okay to maybe go out against a, a Barca, a Real Madrid, a Bayern Munich or a Manchester City. But if they exit the Champions League against Leipzig, I honestly feel that Jurgen Klopp may not stick around. Sounds ridiculous, but I just feel like 
Um, things are that bad for Liverpool. They've gone from one situation to a complete another situation where, look at their home record. They didn't lose at home in the Premier League for nearly four years and now they've lost three games in a row. Something is fundamentally wrong at Liverpool. And I've criticised the signing of Thiago because Thiago has been a massive disruption in the midfield. He doesn't fit the Liverpool way of playing. He doesn't fit into Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. He doesn't fit into Jurgen Klopp's system. He doesn't play Jurgen Klopp's style, which is frenetic, which is pace, which is heavy metal football. And that entails winning the ball as high up the pitch as possible with the fullbacks pressing forwards, put on pressure on the midfielders, with the wingers pushing forward to put pressure on the fullback. Sometimes Liverpool create fullback to fullback situations. And in order to do that, you need your holding midfielders to do the work and drop back to support your centre-backs. And you need quality centre-backs there in case you get yourselves into six-on-four situations or, or three-versus-two situations. The centre-backs need to be top quality. Those top centre-backs are missing. And that's not Thiago's problem. But what Thiago needs to do is he needs to do what Jordan Henderson does, which is drop back and give them an extra an extra hurdle to cross. He's not providing that hurdle. Nobody is, especially with Jordan Henderson. Is the one, When Jordan Henderson is... Is the one playing at centre-back. And Thiago, not only is he doing that, but he's slowing things down going forward. Whereas Liverpool like to hit teams on the break and like to win the ball up high up the pitch. Thiago isn't pressing. And at the same time, he's not doing anything with the ball. Liverpool aren't doing anything with their ball possession. Liverpool aren't a ball possession-based team like the teams where Thiago's come from, where Bayern Munich would dominate the game and, and Barcelona would dominate the game and they would have 75% or 80% of the ball and Thiago would be able to pick passes and then he would have the likes of Messi and Lewandowski to finish things. They, Liverpool don't have the time to do that. That doesn't suit what they are. They don't have a player. They don't have... They don't have room for a player who can take 25-30 touches in midfield before he releases the ball. Thiago essentially just slows things down and he doesn't carry his weight at the other end of the pitch. He is essentially a complete waste of money and a liability in the Liverpool team. Yet, because they've signed him, they feel forced to play him. At the weekend he wasn't on and they were 1-0 up against Leicester and he was the one that conceded the penalty that allowed Leicester back in the game. Should Liverpool be collapsing like that? No. Should Liverpool, even with Thiago in the pitch, be losing three games in a row? No. But they have huge problems. They don't have any defenders and they have a liability in midfield that is a stylistic mismatch for the way that Jurgen Klopp likes to play. So that's why I don't see this team doing anything in the Champions League. And I honestly feel like Leipzig do pose a threat here in this tie. Moving on to the games taking place on Wednesday. Despite the fact that Juve aren't in a good run of form, I don't think they're going to get knocked out by Porto, although they do need to survive the hurdle of playing away to Porto first because Porto are a very good home team. But obviously with no fans there or lack of fans in some places, uh, the edge does go to Juve. But there's no value in backing them here. They're available at 1-4 to four to qualify from this tie. Sevilla versus Dortmund will be an interesting one. And as I took Sevilla as a dark horse here, I wouldn't be surprised to see them win. The only problem is that Dortmund really have nothing to play for. I do think that they'll manage to sort out their league form in the end and still qualify for the Champions League via the back door and will get themselves a place in the top four. But that's really all Dortmund have. So they may give it a real go here in the Champions League. And obviously, when I say give it a real, real go, I'm not to say they're not trying in the league. But obviously, when it comes to easy for you in certain matches and you just have the attitude that, hey, we're out of the league campaign. We only need to get a decent run going here at some point and we'll still qualify for the top four. You cannot 
not have that level of complacency in the Champions League. Despite the fact that Sevilla and Porto and Gladbach are dark horses in this competition, they are all capable of wins. Lazio are capable of beating Bayern Munich next week in the first leg. So they cannot have any switch-ups here. They know they can get beaten by Sevilla and perhaps they'll turn up and put out a performance. I think Sevilla win the first leg and I think they'll probably shade it by a goal in the second leg between Dortmund and Sevilla will be very, very interesting. And the winner of that can cause problems for teams in this competition. But I just feel like Sevilla have much more European pedigree than Dortmund off the back of um, winning the Europa League last year, where they beat two teams that are better than Dortmund in Manchester United and in Inter Milan in the final. So Sevilla here are good underdogs here at 6-5 to five with, with uh, Dortmund being available here at 4-6. to six. I would be taking Sevilla in that one, especially if you factor in their form as well this season. Atletico Madrid against Chelsea. They have the disadvantage of having to play their home game at a neutral venue. So obviously the edge will go to Chelsea. I think that Atletico will be more focused here on confirming their 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 status as champions and fully focused on winning the Liga and they may be a little bit distracted by that come the uh, come these Champions League qualification ties and I do think there's a opening here for Chelsea to go through I also think Chelsea have been playing a little bit better under Tuchel and look more defensively solid I don't expect a lot of goals in these games and if Chelsea can get an away goal at Atletico that will give them a huge advantage going into the second leg it wouldn't honestly surprise me to see a nil-nil draw in Atletico and a 1-0 win at Stamford Bridge for Chelsea that wouldn't surprise me at all but given uh, Atletico's other commitments and distractions with Chelsea having really very little going on other than um, trying to qualify through the top four and still being in the FA Cup I think Chelsea here can give it a real go in the Champions League and, and Tuchel would love to do that Paris Saint-Germain sacked him before he got to finish the season and Pochettino's going in and he's playing against Barca what if Barcelona knock out um, Paris Saint-Germain and Tuchel manages to have a really solid run with Chelsea what if he wins it with Chelsea I mean stranger things have happened in this tournament but I just think Chelsea here have the advantage especially with Atletico at neutral field having more going on I think Chelsea are a good value here to go through in this one at four to six so I'm going to be taking Chelsea here. This isn't a strong, strong lean. Nothing here is really that strong. But I just feel everything is lined up here for Chelsea to go through. Up next, we look at the holders going to Lazio to start with. They are 1-10 to 10 here to qualify in this tie. The home game will be essential. It's a must-win situation for Lazio. If they don't win that game, they have no chance because despite the fact Bayern are playing poorly, they have been gifted a nice and easy tie here. Lazio have done well this season in beating the teams below them, but we saw at the weekend Inter Milan breeze past them. We took that as the lock on the European show as Inter Milan seemed to be en route to winning a Serie A title and the likes of Lazio, Atalanta, Napoli, AC Milan aren't going to stand in their way. The only thing that will stand in their way is if you can have some kind of revival and it doesn't look likely. Therefore, in this situation, despite the fact that Bayern Munich aren't playing their best, I do think that they'll go through and they may even go through after winning the, the first leg next week against Lazio. Maybe this is what they need to, to motivate themselves because perhaps the Bundesliga games are too easy. Perhaps the Club World Cup is too easy and we may see a different Bayern here when the Champions League starts. They were very, very good in qualifying, so it wouldn't surprise me to see them turning it on. But as I said, there's no value on them here at 1-10 to 10 to qualify from this game. 
Atalanta versus Real Madrid is very interesting. Real Madrid have had a mini revival in the recent weeks and have got themselves back in the title race. But Atalanta is a big banana skin and a big underdog here. Atalanta at 2-1 to one and Real Madrid are available at 2-5. to five. I wouldn't be taking this Real Madrid team here given that Sergio Ramos is out and I'm not sure he's going to be back here for this first leg or even the second leg. I think Atalanta have the opportunity to score a lot of goals against a Real Madrid team that don't look like they can defend at all, especially without Ramos. They seem to be reliant on scoring more goals than their opposition. And um, they're still relying on Karen Benzema as well because they haven't ever replaced Cristiano Ronaldo properly. Eden Hazard has been a massive flop and it'll be interesting to see if Zidane keeps his job when Atletico Madrid win the title this season. But as for this tie, I think it's a real, real banana skin. And I think there's big, big value here on Atalanta as a massive 2-1 to underdog in this one. The final game features my pick to win the competition and it's Manchester City travelling to Borussia Mönchengladbach where City are rightfully the 1-16 to favourites to go through here. Yes, Gladbach had some good results in this competition to get through. They knocked Inter Milan out in qualifying but I think their tournament ends here. Gladbach are a very, very good attacking team but I think they're an inferior version of what Manchester City have been over the last two, three years. Yes, they're good at attacking but they're not as good as what Manchester City were and they're not as good as Manchester City were defensively and it's certainly not as good as Manchester City are defensively now. So Manchester City will be able to shut this team down in defence and their attackers will be able to take advantage of a very, very weak Gladbach defence. I think this is going to be a high-scoring tie but Manchester City are going to be significantly scoring most of the goals. It would not surprise me at all to see Manchester City win the home and away legs, although I do think Manchester City are massively short here at 2-5 to five to win the first leg away to Gladbach. So there could be some value there on Gladbach at least avoiding a defeat, but inevitably I think Manchester City go through but I think they're unbackable at 1 to 16 just like Bayern were at 1 to 10 but inevitably I think both of the two favourites will end up in the quarterfinals as for the rest of it I think it will be somewhat of a lottery but I do have some strong leans and I will be making some plays over at my website so go to lockbetting.com for all of my official Champions League plays that's it for me in this edition of the Champions League future show for the last 16 good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening